Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I can hear, then I know what to do. I won't know what to do. 
Good morning, good morning, good morning. You are on the air with Patricia Adams Live. We have our special co-host, Harriet Heston, in the house today. Thank you, Harriet, for joining us and for being here with us. Harriet? Yes? Hi. Thank you so much for today on Patricia Adams Live. And we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Oh, I definitely appreciate you inviting me. This is such a blessing. And I want to uh, give a shout-out to the audience to let them know, guess what? Harriet just recently gave birth. Oh, my God. <laughs> she gave birth to the best-selling book. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, there is nothing like giving birth to a book. So I know I had her scared there for me. <laughs> I had to check herself and see, oh, my God, I just got yes, ma'am. <laughs> giving birth, no less, to a best-selling book, and it is entitled, Who Are You? It discusses how to introduce yourself to your identity in Jesus Christ. You can get the book directly from her through createspace.com. You can also come out and get the link off of our show page. Um, but if you would, um, for the brevity of getting the information to you, go to www.createspace, C-R-E-A-T-E space, S-P-A-C-E dot com forward slash 3430012. You can be a blessing to Harriet Harrison and get your copy fresh off the press. Also, for you people who love ebooks and Kindle, you can get it from Amazon.com. Simply type in keyword Harriet, H A R I E T, Harrison, H I, I'm sorry, H A I R S T O N, and that will take you to her ebook. That's available for Kindle and also, I believe, available for download to the iPhone platform. And her paperback um, book is $14, correct? Yes, $14. And okay. the book is $8.99. All right. So now I want to tell you a little bit more about Harriet as we go further in the broadcast. Okay. Um, Harriet is very well grounded in the kingdom of God. I've been studying her and researching her and wanting to make sure that I tell you exactly who this is that God has brought to Patricia Adams' life. She is currently writing on the popular blackandmarriedwithkids.com website, and she has written several articles there that have gotten critical acclaim. Her audience loves her. She has a great what you would call bedside manner on the Internet with her audience, and her audience loves her. So we are looking forward to her audience um, taking a part of this interview. Also, she has her own blog spot, and it is called Can She Say That? Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, can she say that.blogspot.com. Again, she has her own blog spot, and it's called Can She Say That?blogspot.com. Com. Harriet is a woman who slips and slides in and out of labels, military officer, wow, human resource manager, minister, mentor, spoken word artist, and teacher. She says, but the only ones that have stuck so far are wife and mother, the most important in her estimation. 
the rest have taught her well that only what she does for Christ will last. She joyously writes for the site Black and Married with Kids, as we said, and has her own blog entitled, Can She Say That? There is one more permanent label she now holds, and that is that of author, because she has given birth. And remember, her book is entitled, Who Are You? And it discusses how to introduce yourself to your identity in Jesus Christ. So we want to thank God for um, her meeting all of her deadlines and being ready to come here. She has been busy very busy getting prepared for this day, but in addition to um, all that God has blessed her to give birth to, we want to give her a resounding applause. Thank you so much, um, again, Harriet, for taking time out of your busy schedule. And again, you're on the air with Patricia Adams Live. And I want to turn the uh, show platform basically over to Harriet because I know that she's prepared and I know that she's ready. Uh, to go forward. So we want you to be blessed, and we want you to know that if you have any questions for Harriet, if you're in the chat room, by all means, uh, simply let us know. Welcome. I see we have guests joining us in the chat room now. Anyone who joins us on the um, the live lines, then also please follow the instructions of the um, attendant, and they will instruct you how to get um, my attention for giving your comments or your questions to Harriet. Harriet? Yes. You can start wherever you start from this point. Okay. All right. Well, first and foremost, just let me uh, say thank you, Patricia, for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Um, th this is something that just, just blows my mind. I'm so excited. I'm so humbled by the response, not only to the articles that I've written, but also to uh, the book that I did birth, it was a labor of love. I was in labor for four years <laughs> writing this book, and um, and in the midst of me writing, I realized when I started writing that I didn't really know what my identity in Christ was, and as I continued to write, it was almost like I was a freshman in college, and now I feel like I've received a degree in who God called me to be. And, and and this experience is is just amazing. I've gone through the capstone. I've gone through the basic training, whatever you want to call it. This is this is just an amazing experience. And um, and and I and I really truly believe that this is just the beginning, not just of who God called me to be, but um, the beginning of God placing what He's given me on a platform. So other people can not only be blessed, but delivered as well, because it was a deliverance process for me. Um, a lot of a lot of people uh, want to give advice, and I've written about this before, but I'm not the type of person that is going to give advice or give a testimony without saying the depth of what I went through to get there, how I acted before I got there, <laughs> you know, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. And I, I, and I truly believe that um, that God called my life to be an open book. And as such, you know, he's given me the tools to say, okay, look, you know, you really acted a fool in this situation. So I want you to tell everybody how you acted a fool and how I had to come in and say, look, this this is how you should do it. This is how you're doing it now. And if you do it the way you want to do it, it's not going to turn out the way you want it to. So how about you just do it the way I called you to do it? 
and it, and it always turns out perfectly. So, um, so when I write and when I speak and when I um, when I when I talk to my students, you know, when I go to work, I'm always trying to show people that look, I don't belong on a pedestal. I don't, you know, I don't belong in the lifestyles of, you know, the rich and famous in terms of the way the world sees it. Um, but I'm I'm a person who really has a full appreciation of the grace of God in my life because if it had not been for his grace, if it hadn't been for his mercy, I certainly wouldn't be here today. Um, I don't know truthfully if I'd be alive. And if I would be alive, I seriously doubt that I'd be all the way in my right mind. So um, so that that's a big portion of, of who I am. He, God has defined me. Um, God has shown me that my personality has been set apart for his use, and I have no problem at all telling on myself. I have no problem at all saying, yeah, he goes, I just really, really acted a fool in this situation. You can ask my husband because <laughs> I'll tell it in a minute. But, um but I just, um, I'm so, once again, I'm just so humbled by this opportunity, and I'm humbled by the fact that, um, that, that God would, you know, see fit to say, okay, uh, it's time for her to step out and, and show the world that I can use this crazy little black girl <laughs> who's a military brat, um, who, who, you know, who had some kind of semblance of success, and then lost it, and then got it back, and then lost it again, and uh, and and show what what Paul was truly saying, where I'm truly content and satisfied, being both in an abounded state and in and in in a base state, and uh, and I'm just I feel good about the whole thing. I do. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know. That is truly what Christ calls us to be, is to be living epistles that are easily read of men um, and not definitely not to be a light that's hid under a bushel. People have to know that this is the way and that this is the way that you walk in it. And we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And it is important for those of us who have um, had our robes washed in the blood of the Lamb to tell those who want to come, that this is the way, you know, um, out of the wilderness. This is the way to stop the wandering. This is the way to stop the repetitious life of repeating the same old mistakes over and over again. It does end, but you have to end it. Um, It doesn't end on its own. You have to make that choice that you want, you know, change. And I particularly love the succinct way that you describe what your book is about. And it's really applicable if people are ready to introduce themselves to their identity in Christ. Because more to salvation than just saying, forgive me of my sins. It's a process. It's something that you know, and the Bible tells us, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to put him on and we have to him on daily. So to know how to navigate salvation once you get it, it's important. It's important to reach a word first and foremost before you pick up anything else. That's the manual. That's your um, your toolkit, your toolbox. It's whatever you need it to be 
at the time that you needed to be. So I want to thank you for keeping in line with the Word of God, that you didn't go out on a tangent, but you put it out there, who are you? But at the same time, it's like, who are you in Christ? Who are you in Jesus Christ? So there is a power in the name of Jesus Christ. And so I believe that because you have thought to magnify him first, that God will definitely give you the increase on it. I want to um, ask you to kind of expound on some of the articles that you've written about, in particular, church hurts. And then uh, you've also written several articles about marriage, you know, fight or fight. Um, I was reading, um, I think, your most recent post maybe a week or so ago, February. And I apologize um, if I don't get the exact title, but you were talking about um, giving people a challenge, $25 gift challenge <laughs> for Valentine's oh. Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> I write them, and then, you know, I leave them alone, and, and then I go back to them. But, um, it's, yeah, it is. It's me to go out there and very much respond. Yeah. So um, I was looking at the comments and the responses that you got, and you treated um, each person that responded very tenderly um, and very much in care, even those who agreed and disagreed. Um, you basically came back and, and you let them know, you know, by all means, by all means, you know, um, this is my uh, my journey, my, you know, my place in this whole thing is how I've come through, and this is how God has brought me through. But I also know that because of what you're facing, God is still God, and God is able to do that, and that's important. You know, you have to be able to relate to people, and even if it hasn't been your journey, what they're going through or, or anything, you still have to be able to have compassion. First and right. foremost, compassion comes from the heart of God. Uh, you can't give compassion that's true compassion, that people understand that even though you haven't gone through what they've gone through, you understand because you're giving it to them through the heart of Christ. So um, I know that you're also a spoken word artist. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Uh, we have got exactly in you know, an hour and forty minutes. You just shine, and uh, and either um, give us um, your spoken word now, or we can do that in the second half of the broadcast, or we can go into maybe reading our excerpt out of uh, your book if you'd like. Feel free to do that. All right. Well, um, you asked about. Uh, the articles that I've written, and I can't really talk about them without telling you about Lamar and Ronnie Tyler. This okay. is a couple um, who created blackandmarriedwithkids.com, and a lot of uh, we've received a lot of responses that says, "Well, it's a segregated uh, website. It's a website that doesn't cater to um, anybody but people that are black, or people that are married, or people that are with kids." and Nothing could be further from the truth. Blackandmarywithkids.com recognized that there was a dearth of websites on the Internet that represented that particular demographic. So what Lamar and Ronnie did is they said, well, since it's not there, then we need to create it for ourselves. And they created this beautiful website, Black and Mary with Kids, and uh, I discovered it through the young man that, edited my book, Derek James. He told me about it, 
And then I went there, and I was just so amazed. I was like, wow, this is speaking directly to some of the issues that I've been having. And I started commenting on almost every article that I read. I was like, wow, this is great. That's great. It was a cornucopia of stuff from from marriage to communication to, I mean, even, you know, sexual relations, not, you know, the explicit stuff, but just how to maintain intimacy uh, in your marriage, um, how to stay patient with your children. I mean, they had everything out there. And I commented and commented and commented. And uh, one day, about a week later, Lamar sent me an email, and he said, you know, we really appreciate all of your comments. And I was like, well, yeah, I've written a book <laughs> on Black and Married with Kids. Um, and he asked me, <clears throat> excuse me, if I would like to write an article as a guest poster for the site. And I was just so, so amazed. Like, wow, you mean to tell me that out of all those comments that I left, you actually want me to write an article? Because, you know, I told him I had a tendency to be long-winded. <clears throat> and so um, he asked me to send him some ideas, and I did. And uh, I said, well, I don't know which one that you want to use. I, I was like, what about losing your identity in your marriage? Or um, how couples get lost in translation because, you know, the man speaks one language and a woman speaks another, even though they're both speaking English, you know. Or, you know, how to um, raise your children, whether you should spank them or not. And, and, and they liked all of them. So I started out with um, Back to Life, uh, how to overcome the lost identity syndrome in your marriage, because that's something I had been dealing with at that particular point in time, and I had just found myself again. And um, I wrote the article and sent it in, and the response to it, you know, and once again, I just have to give God glory because I showed everybody my wounds. I showed everybody um the mistakes that I had made in being quiet when I should have used my voice, in confusing submission with um, with allowing myself to be controlled, with just agreeing because I didn't want to start a fight. And, um, and I, I thought that perhaps maybe I was the only person that had ever gone through that, but I was going to tell it anyway. And it was just such a surprise to me that there were people that had been there, done that. There were people that were coming out of that. There were people that were in it at the moment and didn't know how to get out. And I was just, you know, I was just amazed. And um, and as a result, uh, eventually, uh, Lamar and Ronnie asked me to stay on and continue to write twice weekly for the site. So now my article's um, they show up on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday and Friday, I send an article, with the exception of this past week, because once the once the book released, um, we decided to, uh, you know, just focus this week on the book, and then and, and then that's it. But um, but I've written, you know, articles from not losing your identity in your marriage to, you know, you look, you guys better be glad I'm saved because if not, I'd be ready to smack the taste out of somebody's mouth. And you know, we we just have a good time. Um, we have a really good time communicating back and forth about certain things. Uh, and there's other uh, posters that, uh, or there's other uh, contributors that write for the website as well. You have Gwen Peak, and uh, <clears throat> she's a young lady. She has her own uh, book as well as her own website out there called theduckwalk.com. And she, you know, the Duck Walk was dedicated to single women or single people in general and not 
um, ignoring red flags. If it walks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, it's a duck. And so she writes about that very candidly, and she's also writing on the website because she's about to get married next September. So she's writing about her pathway between being single and then uh, meeting her current fiancé, getting engaged, and, and all the plans that they're making for the wedding. Um, there's Tara Pringle Jefferson. She's the youngest one in the bunch and the smallest one. She's like four foot eleven, and uh, she has a website called theyoungmommylife.com. And on that website, she discusses what it's like to be, you know, 21, 22, having children, still being in college. You know, not you know, not being married yet. She's married now, but at the time when she had her first child, she wasn't married. Um, and actually dealing with the looks of people because she looks like she's 12 years old and, you know, she's walking around with babies. So people judge her without asking her any questions, you know. Um, and so she writes very candidly about that path and about, you know, what she's dealt with in terms of um, people being judgmental or the specific challenges that young mothers have to deal with. We're trying to develop a career on top of raising children, on top of being a wife, uh, She's just an awesome writer altogether. And then there's um, Asia Dorsey Jackson. Uh, she's, she's also a contributor, and um, she writes about her relationship with her husband. Her and her husband are very humorous with one another. So, um, so she, you know, she's always got jokes. She just wrote an article last week about, look, I appreciate the fact that you don't have any children, and I appreciate the fact that you want to be able to relate to me when I talk to my children, but if you have dogs, and I'm talking to you about my children, there's a difference. So she, you know, she talked about the difference between raising a child and raising a puppy. And, um, and that, you know, that was pretty funny. A lot of, you know, some people were offended because they were like, well, I, I don't have kids, but having a dog is just like a kid. And, you know, she made the point that to her, that's just not necessarily the case. Um, and then there's Tia Cunningham, Sumter. There's, there's the, you know, the, the, um, People that comment on articles as Edward and White Twenty Three, who are both counselors, and um, there's just such a, a community of people on this website that are single, married, they have kids or they don't have kids, they're about to get married, um, and and it's just I feel like it's a family, and they're probably the best family members that I've never met. I've never met any of them face-to-face <laughs> ever, and, you know, and I've been working with them for um, about a year and a half now. So uh, so I'm truly blessed to, to be a part of that community. Um, now, as far as my articles are concerned, uh, some of them have received quite a few responses, and I'll talk about a few of them. One of them um, that I wrote last summer uh, was was about um, Steve McNair, and I, I got a lot of flack for that article. Uh, a lot of people took what I said the wrong way, but I wasn't really going to back down off of my point, um, not because I felt like I was right, but because I knew that it was something that the Lord led me to write, so I wasn't going to be ashamed of it. Um, but it was called Big Pimping. And I wrote it from the standpoint of... Um, Would you repeat? I'm sorry? Would you repeat your title? The, the title was called Big Pimpin'. Okay. Right. <laughs> and and I'm just, I'm, I'm candid about it. 
um, and it was it was uh, based off of a song by Canton Jones. He said, you know, I, I know that you're a pimp and want to pimp hard, but in your pimping, you can never pimp God, period. So um, I, I was talking about how much I respected Steve McNair for his community service and everything that he had done uh, up until that point. But uh, at the time, you know, we didn't know anything about Sahel Kazemi. We didn't know anything about um, whether or not she was the quote-unquote other woman, but there was the suspicion there. And I was hoping and praying that it wasn't true. I was hoping and praying that it wasn't the case at all because if so, you know, I would hate for that to be how other people remember him. Because, you know, beyond... Um, beyond him engaging in infidelity, he had done so much, you know, for the community, and it just grieved me. And I was right. talking about, I, I wrote the article from the standpoint of, look, we all have done dirt. He did dirt, and it's on the public stage, just like Tiger Woods or Governor Stanford in South Carolina, they did their dirt. Um, and unfortunately, it, it played out in public. But we've all done dirt. And I talked about how when I was a little girl, I used to steal quarters out of my dad's um, apple cider jar to go get candy from the truck. I never asked for them. I just took them, you know. And, no, I understand that that's not infidelity, but I wanted the readers to understand that when it comes to a standard uh, of God, that the standard is there, whether you stole a pack of bubble gum or you cheated on your wife. We have all done dirt. And thank God that I didn't get hit by a car trying to cross the street to get my candy, you know, and you know, and then my parents come outside and they say I'll quarters in the street and you know, and they don't know you know, they're sad that I'm dead but in at the same time they want to kill me because they were like, Well, this girl doesn't steal all these quarters. Um, but uh but I wrote the article from that standpoint saying We've all done our dirt, and thank God that we didn't, you know, get stuck in our dirt and get killed in the midst of it. Um, And, of course, you know, there was just a backlash from that one. People were saying, well, you you know, you're being judgmental. I'm not being judgmental. I'm relating my life to what happened to him, and it could have happened to me. Because when I was in college, I slept with somebody without protection, and he was HIV positive, and I didn't know it. And here I am, 10 years later, still HIV negative, still, you know, in my, in my right mind, still healthy, still, you know, have my bodily functions, and I could be dead, yes. just like Grace. that. Grace of God. You know, so, you know, so that's where that, that came from. It's got like 98 comments on it, and <laughs> so somebody, you know, they wanted to fight me, and it, it was just crazy, but um, but uh-huh. This is that that's what drew me to you is that um it wasn't that article but uh finding that ability to relate in your writing um to people because when I was reading your articles and you know, I know the Holy Spirit led me into your article because I was out I believe on essence dot com uh posting mm-hmm up on uh, my community profile page. And some, somewhere or another there was an article that caught my attention, and it was kind of like that little string that kind of just, you know, keeps 
unraveling and unraveling, and I clicked on it and, you know, saw something else and clicked on it, and it just before I knew it, I was following you, basically a, a string of articles or, or tags that people had placed about something that you had written. But I didn't really look at the comments that they had written. I looked at what you had, you know, uh, written yourself. And so I didn't want to get jaded by what other people were really saying. I wanted to see what you were talking about and where you were coming from. I didn't have a clue as to, you know, what your age was or anything like that. But your style and your spirit is what spoke to me. And I said, you know, she really has a lot on her plate. She's really, really busy. But you know what, Lord, um, if if your will for me to bring her onto this platform and let's talk about what she's doing, then you work out the details. And lo and behold, here you are. So I want to thank God for his divine providence and for ordering our steps as, you know, the song we were talking about earlier. And I appreciate the fact that you're willing to shout out for your, your peers as well. You know, may God reward you for that also. But I want to hear some more about Harriet, and I want to hear some more about, you know, uh, your writing and tell me, you know, um, something else about the book. You know, what what is it that you're talking about introducing people to their identity in Jesus Christ? Is there, like, an excerpt that you can give us out of that? Well, uh, I'm 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 in a quiet place, and I didn't bring the book in here with me. <laughs> but I can tell you about um, do that do about that where it came from. Uh, I didn't start out just writing a book. Like a lot of the chapters are from my prayer closet. Literally, I started. You know, I, what I do when I get up in the morning. Um, most mornings is, you know, I sit down, and my prayer closet is literally a closet because, you know, my husband has his studio, my son has his room, and, you know, I share a bedroom. So the only space I really have is my walk-in closet. <laughs> so I sit down, you know, in my closet, and I would start writing to God. I would just write letters, Dear God, this is what I'm dealing with today. And he would talk back. And um, in the midst of him talking back, I'd be like, wow, you know, this is, this 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 really helped me today. You know, just the communication back and forth between he and I would um, would really bless me. And so I began to go back and look at all the journals that I had. And I was out, as I was reading what he had given me to write, I heard him tell me, "Look, it's time to put all this together. You, you see how all of these things connect." He said, "Put it together in a book." And and put it out for the people to read. When, whereas before, I, you know, I get real personal. My husband read my journal. You know, it's going to be World War Three <laughs> in the house. You know, so but God was telling me it's time to put it out now. Um, I'm not giving it to you just so you can, like you said before, put it under a barrel or under a bushel. I'm giving it to you as a light to other people. And okay. so then my focus shifted. You know, and I began to show my husband, hey, look, this is really transparent, you know, um, and this is what I was dealing with. And so his response um, really blessed me because he shows me the grace that God shows me every day. Like, he loves me just for me, whether, you know, my hair is done or not. He just loves me. Um, and, um, and so as I was writing, 
God started giving me poems. So that there's there's three poems in the book. Um, God started giving me, uh, he, you know, I just use my spiritual imagination. He gave me a story about Adam and Eve, like what all the between the line stuff that they don't tell you about in the Bible, in the Book of Genesis. What happened between them being happy in the garden and Eve wanting to eat from that tree? I mean, what took place in between? And so he gave me that as a little vignette to put in the book. Um, and then he showed me um, where he wanted me to base, you know, what, what, what's the center point, what's the cornerstone of everything that you want me to say. You know, we know it's Jesus Christ, but, but what does he want to say in this situation? And he took me to the book of Genesis. And he said, I want you to count every single time that I spoke directly to man in this book. And I was like, well, why? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's going to take some time. And he said, because in the book of Genesis, there's very few times where I speak, you know, directly to man beyond, well, in the Old Testament, beyond, you know, speaking to my prophets. I want you to look at every single time that I spoke to man in the book of Genesis and give people the blueprint of how to get back to me how to get back to who I said they were from the beginning. And um, and I read, and I read, and I read. And in the book of Genesis, God spoke to man 26 times. And, and I was like, okay, that's cool, 26, whatever. And he said to me, look, uh, how many letters are in that uh, English alphabet? 26. It's the alphabet. These are the ABCs of what... Our identity and our destiny are, is, is built on. And so I was reading, and I was like, man, the first thing you said was, you know, look, be fruitful and multiply. Well, no, the first thing you said was, let us create man in our own image and, you know, and after our own likeness. And so he's saying, look, this, this is who we are. We are little bits and pieces of God's DNA walking around and actually carrying his divinity, and it flows through our veins every day. And if we knew just that, just that little tidbit of information, I, I really believe that low self-esteem would be obliterated. I really believe that, you know, people um, settling for less than who they're created to be would be gone. And um, and God had to do it in me first because, I, you know, I settled. I'm not, <laughs> I just have to admit it. I have settled for stuff. I have decided not to negotiate on certain deals because I don't feel like fussing. You know, I don't feel like standing my ground. You know, I've, I've done that in the past, I've, you know, and, um, and, and God, is, God showed me the strength of knowing that I am a little piece of him walking around and, and, and taking care of business and raising children and doing all that, and, and it just amazed me. I'm like, wow, that, that just blew my mind. And then, you know, there were other principles. And, and then I get to the end of that particular chapter called The ABCs of God. And at the end of that chapter, God was telling Jacob, look, your dream is still alive. In spite of the fact that you lost your favorite wife, in spite of the fact that, you know, your, your son killed your only daughter's fiancé and her whole family, in spite of the fact that you think, that the dreamer that you were raising to be your favorite is dead, everything is still alive. And I don't want you to lose sight of the fact that I named you not 
the person who was a trickster and a manipulator and all those things that he had been accused of, but I named you a person who, I gave you the name of a person who loves God and who has fought with me from the beginning and has actually prevailed. And he, he reminded Jacob that your dream is not going to die. You may die physically, but your dream is going to live on. And um, and so that's where that's where the literally the genesis of the book came from. That's the center. That's the center point that that shows people that this is God's plan. This is His blueprint. You know, I tell people all the time, the Ten Commandments. That's an Exodus, but um, but I wanted to say this anyway. The Ten Commandments. A lot of people think that is God's don'tism. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this and don't do that. But God doesn't save us and he doesn't call us and he doesn't set us apart to put us in another prison. You know, we're in the prison of sin and now we're going into the prison of religion. That's some, that's some foolishness. You know, God, God gave us that blueprint and those Ten Commandments are a blueprint because guess what? You know, you'll have no other gods before me. That's what he said. But, I, you know, I'm his favorite, just like you are, Patricia. And he loves each and every one of us individually. So he's showing us how to become more like him by giving us those Ten Commandments and saying, look, this this is who we are because I do it, you do it. And it's not impossible. It's not it's not something that um that is is just impossible and, and crazy to do. I can be just like God and not the way, you know, a crazy person or the devil would think of it, but I can you know, I can I can be under his umbrella and and do the things that he called me to do. I can tell him out to me. You know, I can I can be healed, or I can you know um, tell somebody else to be healed. I, and and those are things that are not impossible for us. And I think in a lot of people's mindsets, they want to be normal. They want to be ordinary. They want to be cookie cutter. And that's not who cre- who he created us to be. Every one of us has our own what I like to call funk. We have our own fragrance that we need to put out into the world because if we don't use it, what's the point of us even being here? Why would we insult God by trying to be like somebody else when he created us and then threw out the mold? That is awesome. That is, I, I like that because when you said that, I remember this song, um, and it's like, don't fake the funk. It's like to to be like him is what he's called us to and the process that he took you through, and, and I, I talk about this um, when I'm when I'm speaking about what I write about and when I'm teaching, and I tell people, you know, the greatest thing you can do is journal. And out out of that, you would be surprised how often God is talking. He's always talking, but we're not always tuned in. We're not always listening, so um, we're not on that frequency with Him. So He is a customizer. He, he's the one who wants to tailor your salvation. You know, it's like salvation, one size fits all. The, the work of salvation is a one size fits all. But the life of salvation requires you to go and be tailored, have it tailored to you. David was aware that Saul's armor wasn't going to work for him. He knew what God had tailored to him. And to me, those two examples in the Bible are what it is to embrace 
salvation, not just talk about salvation, but do salvation. David was a doer of the word. He wasn't just a hearer of the word. He was a doer of the word. And in doing the word, that's when you step into your identity in Christ. So I want to thank you for allowing God to take you on that journey because it is in the beginning. And I I tell that uh, to people all the time is that if you want to find out where something went wrong, go back to the beginning. Go back to the original. But you got to go to the root. Don't don't look at the surface. Dig down deep. And so when I'm when I'm teaching and I tell people, you know, um, to come along on this journey with me and let's go deep sea diving. Let's go into the depth of the word and come up and see what God has to say about a matter because it's important to your life. It's important to how you live. It's important to how you progress in your walk because when it, when you brought up Joseph. You know, um, when Joseph died, one of the things that he told him, he says, when you cross over, when you leave, don't leave me behind. Right. He was dead and gone. He's like, don't leave my bones. You know, take my bones with you. Abraham was the same way. And you find out as you go on and you progress that there is a reason why you want to make sure that you come out of that wandering because they didn't want to be left in that stage of wandering. They wanted to go into the promised land. Even if their bones, their remains, they wanted to be planted in the promised land. And in the promised land means that you have stopped your wandering. You have come out of that place of running up and down the street looking for love in all the wrong places and looking for love in too many faces. The grace of God over our lives is what we need to experience. We've experienced the legalism of uh, the Old Testament, but he did not come to do away with the old. He came to fulfill the old and present it to us in the New Testament and wrap it up in grace and say, now grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. I've made a way of escape. Every place where man fell, Jesus succeeded. And it's because he succeeded and because he has now ascended and sat down on the right hand of God that we have gotten our identity back. We lost our identity in Genesis. But because he has done all that he has done, we now have our identity back. And in order for you to know what that identity is, you've got to study the word of God. You've got to study to show yourself is what the word says. I don't say it approved unto God that you don't have to be ashamed. You can rightly divide the word of truth. You have to know it for yourself. It's not enough for you to come and hear it from somebody else. You've got to get it for yourself. So I I appreciate that term that you said about um, having your own funk, having your own funk. So God is calling you to stop faking the funk. Have your own funk, okay? So Harriet. I love the way you speak, and I love the way you write. And um, we have guests um, in the chat room, and I have given them um, the call-in number if they would like to call in and give any comments to you or ask any questions of us while we are on the air. And at this point, either we can stay into um, the – give them a taste of one of your articles and direct them to where that link is if you want. Um, or we can go more in-depth into the spoken word. But before we do anything else, at this point, I'd like for you to pray the prayer of salvation 
for those who are listening, uh, and and do it uh, also with a prayer of rededication, because sometimes um, we're kind of lukewarm. Maybe you know people who who are going to be listening to this broadcast later, because we really get quite a few listeners after the show is over as well. So uh, it doesn't just stop after this show is over. This show will be in archives and available for downloading or available for listening, and this goes into rotation. And also um, I will submit a request to have it featured, and by it being featured it will go into the mainstream uh, platform as well and will be accessible to people outside of our current genre. So I want to make sure that we leave the seed behind, that you know we plant the seed, and someone else may come along and water, but God will give the increase. So if you would, um, open the doors of the church, if you would, online, and share Christ with them, invite them to Christ, and if they don't know him, and if they do know him, just go through a prayer of rededication. Uh, now is a great time. I would love to do that. Um, and before I start, I'm going to say this. I, I don't pray in King James. Okay, I, I'm I'm not going to come out and, and give all of these religious platitudes and cliches. Um, I'm going to have a conversation with God, and I'm going to ask Him specifically, especially for the listeners, for for anyone that's out there. Um, I'm going to ask God to introduce Himself to us in a greater way, and you know, in an even more um, lovely way. It make Himself for him to make himself real to us um, because, I, 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 you know, that, that's my heart. I, I, want, I want to make this book and who I follow and who I believe in so greatly, um, I want to make him live in my own life. Uh, I want to be a reflection of him. So I'm just going to go before him. I'm not going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes or anything like that because you might be driving. You know, we, we can't have that, all right? <laughs> But I'm just going to, you know, ask the Lord, Lord, I just give you glory on today. Um, I give your name praise. I give your name honor. I, you know, I dedicate myself to you. I, I, um, I, I'm available to you with whatever you want me to say and whatever you want me to do in this moment. But right now there are people that are listening. There are people that are um, that may be outraged right now. There may be people that are in a state of desperation. There may be people that just want to listen to it to see what it's all about. Lord, and we just open up the opportunity, you and I together, uh, and Patricia, we open up the opportunity for you to step into this situation, to step into this quote-unquote radio show. It's not really a radio show, but it's um, it's an ability or, or a means for you to be glorified. And we ask you to move. In this situation, we ask you to move in this radio show, not upon, not just upon our hearts. Not this is not a selfish prayer for you to um, bless us, our four, no more. But we ask that you would introduce yourself or reintroduce yourself to every person listening, every person who can hear. Your, okay, I lied. It's a cliche. Every person that can hear the sound of my voice. I just pray that that you would show yourself to them in a new way. Uh, uh, you had me write in the book how your name is the only name that was able to bring me out. Um, a lot of times I wanted to depend on money 
Um, but it was your name that healed me when I was sick, and money couldn't do that. A lot of times, I, you know, I said in the book that um, I wanted to, you know, be pretty, but it was your name that that um, that showed me who I really was and showed me a reflection of the ugliness that was on the inside of me uh, because all I was focused on was what my out, outward appearance was. Um, your name is the only name. Uh, the name of Jesus that can save. Your name is the only name that can heal. Your name is the only name that can prosper me because without you, I may succeed, but I'm going to succeed miserably. Um, and I don't want to be a suicidal billionaire. You know, I want to be a person who um, uses the money that you have a purpose and a, and, a, um, and, and a destination, Lord. So I pray the same thing for uh, every individual that's listening because you created every single one of them. You know the heartbeat that they have. You know exactly how many times their heart is going to be in any given second. You know the number of hairs on their heads, oh God. And so we just glorify you and we magnify you that that you make yourself available to us. We take one step towards you and you take your crown off from heaven and you come down here into the earth and you show us who you are. So we just glorify you and we magnify you and we thank you that you're taking your crown off of your head even now, Father God, and you're entering into the lives of those who may not know you right now. Um, we know in your word that you said that if we um, speak out of our mouths and we believe in our hearts that you died for our sins and you were risen on the third day um, for the sake of our sins, Father God, that, that you would be our Savior, O oh Lord. And it really is that simple, O oh God. So we just thank you for not making it complicated. We thank you for making it so simple that we think that it's impossible for it to actually take place, but salvation really is that simple, of uh, speaking out of your mouth and of believing in your heart. And, and um, we just pray that there will be those out there who are listening who, um, who don't know you personally, who have never desired to know you, that you have stoked that desire within them and that you have drawn them by your Holy Spirit to speak out of their mouths that you save them from their sins, Father God, by your death on the cross and your resurrection back to the Father, O oh Lord. And even those, Father God, who have turned their backs on you, Father God, on you because of what somebody else did, we just thank you and we worship you that you love us no less. You loved us when we were in our sin and in our filth. You love us, you know, when we received you. You loved us when we turned our backs on you. you and you still love us when we come back. And, and, and your love, the level of your love never changes. It's agape, and it, and it, and it, it makes the world go wild. Really, it does. And so we just, we just glorify you and we magnify you for making yourself available. You are the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. You have never lost a battle, ever. And we just thank you and we worship you that, that once we connect to you and your word abides in us, we can ask you anything and you're able to deliver it. Not in our own will, but in yours, Father God. So we just thank you and we worship you for the people, Father God, who who are seeking you, for the people who may not be seeking you, but they just stumbled upon this radio show um, because they were curious or because it was an accident. But there are no accidents and no coincidences in your world, in the world that you created. So we just glorify you and we magnify you and we lift up your holy name. We lift you up, Father God, because you alone are worthy. It's not Patricia. It's not Harriet. It's not Lamar and Ronnie. It's not anybody 
but you, O oh God. And so we focus on you. We magnify you. We lift you up. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for reintroducing us to ourselves. And we thank you that we can walk in this earth as little tiny gods, not not. Okay, that sounded weird. But we can walk in this earth as little tiny pieces of divinity that you, Father God, sent forth for this time. And we thank you for putting us on this earth at really the greatest time in history. Patricia's all the way in Dallas, and I'm in Louisiana, and, and, and we're, you know, we're broadcasting all over the nation. And the nation, the world is the size of a golf ball because of the technology that you help other people create. So we just thank you and we worship you for being alive during this time and being able to minister during this time. Back in biblical times, you just picked Philip up and you told him that it's time to go here and you just dropped him off. He disappeared and he reappeared. But we don't have to do all that even now. You can if you want to, but we have the Internet and we can actually reach out to another person halfway across the world because this is the time that you put us in, oh, God. We don't take that for granted, and we thank you that just as you are able to come from heaven down to earth to speak to our hearts, we are able, Father God, to come from Louisiana or Texas or anywhere else in the nation or in the world and actually speak to the hearts of the people that you called for this time to be saved, that you called for this time to rededicate their lives to you. So we just glorify you and we magnify you for it in your name, in the name of Jesus, the matchless, the mighty, the the powerful, the, the humble, the loving name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. And Terry, your big sister with me, Alicia Peace, so very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You, uh, who did you say that was? P, your big sis. Oh, <laughs> I said thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm just, um, like I said, there's, there's so much family. You know, and and, and as a military brat, uh, my dad served in the Army for 29 years, and then I served in the Air Force for eight years, and now I'm working for the Army. So I, can't, I just can't get away from the military for some reason. Um, but uh, but there are you know there there was such a community you know in certain areas you know when I when when my dad was stationed in Germany I met you know a, a group of people that I'll never forget and then when I went to Guam um, it's a little island south of Japan about forty something miles long <laughs> but when I went there it was such a powerful community of believers there that they kept me saved because I I wanted to lose it and then my my you know my father died when I was stationed there. So, you know, and, and, and I had a, you know, a supervisor that I didn't like very much. And, um, and so, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the people that, you know, because I don't, I don't have a literal older sister, but um, there, there's, there's a community of believers that God has placed in my life from yeah. day one that, mm-hmm. um, that I consider to be, you know, a, to a great extent my family. So I appreciate you, Key. <laughs> I love you. Yes, yes, yes. I sent I sent her a message back telling her that she says thank you, big sis, with a smiley, kissing another smiley on the cheek. So I think, <laughs> uh, you know, I'd like to um, play a song right now by Byron Cage, and it's called Broken But Healed, and I believe that it's really appropriate. Um, I hear you a hard, Harriet. Um, I think what he's done in your life and what he's doing and what's going to do, 
most definitely great things um, are in store for you because you were willing and obedient. And because of that, he says that you would eat the good of the land. That's what his word says, but we believe it and we receive it. So right now I'm going to take us into this uh, brief moment of worship. Thank you for being on the show with So you enter into this building. You brought your burdens, brought your pain, but I have a message for you today. That when you leave here, won't be the same. So you tell me you've been to your position. Look at you, there's been no change in your condition. Reach out and touch the master's road. There's healing for your mind. Body and your soul, yes, there is. Hallelujah. God can heal. God can heal. Oh, yeah. He can heal. And he can mend the broken. About the situation, but with every test and every trial, there is revelation that God is able to supply every one of your needs. He's here to touch you, heal you.
Amen, amen, amen. That was Byron Cage, Broken and Healed. And by the time you leave this building, Patricia Adams Live, I pray that you will be healed, be blessed, be delivered, be set free. And also, um, we have, I said, yes, it's Felicia from Guam. Harriet? Yes, Felicia. <laughs> Yes, a shout-out to your big sis. All right. Um, and I want to uh, basically, as we come into the second half of the broadcast, I want to, again, thank you, Harriet, for taking the time out to be here. I want you to give your birth announcement, um, again, so that people can know how to go and partake of your new baby and also um, how they can reach you in the future if they'd like to schedule you to uh, come out and speak or um, do a signing or anything of that nature. Let them know how they can get in touch with you, okay? Okay. Well, once again, my name is Harriet Hairston, um, and I've written a book uh, called Who Are You? Understanding Your Identity in Jesus Christ. And it's available now at createspace.com, and I'm about to just delineate everything. You can purchase it uh, on createspace.com for $14. The web address is https colon uh, slash slash www.createspace.com slash 343-0012. And I'll give that to you again um, later on in the show. But um, you can also purchase it from Amazon.com's Kindle store for those of you all who want the digital book. And the cost associated with that is $8.99. I truly believe that you're going to be blessed. Uh, if you'd like to contact me for an interview, a book signing, or um, just just to call me and say hello, uh, you, can, uh, you can contact me on my email. It's Harriet underscore Hairston at yahoo.com. That's H-A-R-R-I-E-T underscore H-A-I-R-S-T-O-N at yahoo.com. 
and I welcome you know any any comments that you may have, any uh, any concerns, any questions, uh, whatever. Just I'm available, and 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 I'm so excited. And yes, um, Patricia talked about me having a busy schedule, but um, really my business is people, uh, and not getting in their business, but actually uh, being available to to help them through anything, or to talk to them, or to encourage them, inspire. Whatever the way, whatever way the Lord wants me, you know, wants me to be used. He wants me to just make somebody laugh. I'll do that too. Um, I just want to be all the things that He wants me to be, um, not only just for Him, but for the people that He's assigned to me. So, um, so if you'd like to contact me, that's my information, and I would love to hear from you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, right here, also, I'd like to insert our devotional for the day from My Utmost for His Highs by Oswald Chambers. I'd like to uh, read from today's devotional, which is February 20th, and the title is called The Initiative Against Dreaming. And it's amazing how appropriate this devotional uh, ties what we're talking about right now. And it says, Arise, let us go hence. And that's found in John chapter 14, verse 31. He says, uh, dreaming about a thing in order to do it properly is right. But dreaming about it when we should be doing it is wrong. After our Lord had said those wonderful things to his disciples, we might have expected that he would tell them to go away and meditate over them all. But our Lord never allowed mooning. When we are getting into contact with God in order to find out what he wants, dreaming is right. But when we are inclined to spend our time in dreaming over what we have been told to do, it is a bad thing, and God's blessing is never on it. God's initiative is always in the nature of a stab against this kind of dreaming, the stab that bids us neither sit nor stand but go. If we are quietly waiting before God and he has said, come ye yourselves apart, then that is meditation before God in order to get at the line he wants. But always beware of giving over to mere dreaming when once God has spoken. Leave him to be the source of all your dreams and joys and delights and go out and obey what he has said. If you are in love, you do not sit down and dream about the one you love all the time. You go and do something for him, and that is what Jesus Christ expects us to do. Dreaming after God has spoken is an indication that we do not trust him. And that was written by Oswald Chambers, his devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, long time ago, but so appropriate for today, and it ties into what God has said to you, Harriet. It ties into what God has said to me. Anytime he gives you a dream, there is a time frame for dreaming, and then there is a time frame to go and do the dream. So you have to, once he speaks, and you talked about the 26 times that he spoke, <laughs> once he speaks, he expects some action. So you need to get up and do something. So what dreams have you deferred? What dreams has God put in your heart um, that you need to be about it, you need to be doing it. You need to be that aroma, that fragrance that's going up before God because that's where the fragrance comes that Harriet was talking about, that um, having your own funk. It's found in doing. 
what he has told you to do. That's what pleases him. That's what entices him to, to even share more with you, even do more in your life and expand your vision and expand your capacity because it ties back into Matthew about the ten talents. If you don't take what he has given you and do something with it, you end up having it taken from you and given to somebody who has way more than you ever had. But if you will take what God has given you, he will multiply the seed sown. And that's how the increase comes. So finding your own fragrance with God means that you have to let him tailor make your salvation to you. Not be like somebody else, not try to emulate somebody else, but follow after follow after Christ. Follow after him. Seek his face. Hear his voice. Follow his precepts and, and, and line upon line. He will lead you and guide you. He has sent you a comforter. He has sent you a prophet that is resident inside of you, inside of this earthen vessel, to speak to you of things to come, to speak to you in spirit and in truth, to get you to understand that today is the day of your salvation. And if today is the day of your salvation, then you need to be about it. You need to get up and stop dreaming about what God has told you and do something about it because that is the fragrance of your salvation. So as Harriet says, get your funk on. Get it on. That's it. That's it. God is wanting to smell you. He wants to smell you doing what it is that he has called you to do. What does he call you to do? Are you doing it? Are you about to do it? Are you thinking about doing it? Are you dreaming about doing it? Well, you got to put one foot in front of the other, and you have to trust him to work everything else out. But faith without works is what? Dead. So, Miss Harriet, we have 44 minutes remaining in the broadcast. And so, oh, wow. satisfy, time goes by when we're having fun. Do we satisfy that uh, urge to give them a piece of your spoken word? Surely. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, yeah, but this is a piece. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Fingers or what? <laughs> Ma'am? I said, do I need to snap my fingers in the background or what? <laughs> you can do whatever you like. Whatever, whatever the Lord needs you to do, that's what you need to do. But uh, back in back in 1999, um, th- that's when I wrote this, and it's and 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 I know it's the Lord that wrote it because it's so timeless. Um, but I was I was really frustrated about church. Yeah, back in 99, I was too. Um, I was I was kind of um, trying to find myself because I didn't understand how I was supposed to fit in all of this, you know, I had tried to do it everybody else's way, you know, the way people were giving me advice, but they were telling me to do stuff that they would do, and, and that's not really what I felt like I was supposed to do. So um, I sought out the truth from the Lord, and just like John 8.32 says, the truth, we'll know the truth, and the truth will make us free. And so this was the first little taste of freedom that I had received from a spiritual standpoint, and so I entitled it. John 8.32, and it goes a little something like this. Someone once told me not too long ago that religion is for those who are afraid to go to hell 
and spirituality is for those who have already been there. And I swear with all that is in me that the religion of invocation, announcements, offering prayer, offering, sing, choir, sing, offering, sermon, offering, and now the doors of the church are opening, uh, open, offering benediction was hindering my spirituality. But now I see, God, you saved a wretch like me, that my Christianity is no longer shackled by the chains of spiritual bulimia. No longer will I read the word of life and regurgitate it in judgment of others, stabbing at their souls with a knife of arrogance, deceptiveness, hatred, and envy, all the while hiding behind the generality of, you need to be saved. My spirit was enslaved in the fear of going to hell. And, well, I'm no longer terrified of eternal damnation, but it is now my station in life to die, to kill myself and those proclivities, to judge, hate, fear, get me some old-time religion, and doubt all that God has in store. There is so much more to my Christianity than that. In fact, my suicide mission has yielded a transformation of God in all his perfection, molding me into the spiritual woman he wants me to be. Oh, hallelujah, I've truly been set free from the drama and pity parties and redundancy of seeking out a religion that has been used to torture, kill, enslave, oppress, whip, strangle, exploit, and hang with the noose of colonialism every breath of life out of my people. Uh Uh-uh, brothers and sisters. My goal is to turn my religion into a spiritual lifestyle, all the while praising God for all he's brought me through. Old things are passed away, Lord. All things become new. And then one day it happened. I was chilling in my room, wondering, hoping, praying when all the gloom and drama of everyday life was going to end. I've been sending for myself too long, I said to God. And so enough, his rod and staff comforted me. And like John 8.32 says, the truth will make you free. So I surrendered all and sat perfectly still. And then my sole desire became to do nothing but God's will. And suddenly my spirit soared like I'd taken some kind of pill. The visions, prophecies, and revelations came along with the divine skill of being able to guide and lead others to the light. Not force and judge and fight and scare them back into a night of dogma, drama, ignorance, fear that covers like a shawl. Our spiritual eyes, God's eyes guiding us through trials great and small. Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Lead me, guide me every day. Speak through my mouth, live through my body. I pray that these gifts you bless me with will not be taken away. My spirit had waited too long to exhale. Ah, hallelujah, that you show me the path I need to take to gain perfect peace, and that beast of the devil has no choice but to release my spirit. I've already been bought with a price when you sent me a son who was sacrificed that I might live and give all the glory to you. Christ is not an oppressor. He has set me free. But now, instead of seeking his religion, I'm seeking his energy. And so now I read the word of God as as food for my soul and not a day too late because I finally acknowledge God in all my ways and he has made my path straight. And I'm walking, talking, feeling God for he is my perfect mate. It's not faith that got me here, but blessings too abundant to see. I praise God that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and that he knew my spirit and planned my days before my physical body even came to be. And yet I still suffer and grieve and hurt and cry, 
But I look at all that now with my spiritual eyes. God has shown me that the struggle shouldn't be seen negatively, but as a process to experience and grow in my newfound spirituality. Oh, yes, where the spirit, not religion of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, the captive are set free. Something common told me one day it would all make sense. And now the grace of God is here, henceforth and forevermore. The conflict between my color and spirit is no longer a war, but a homecoming and celebration that all God am. That now I have the strength of a lion and the humility of a lamb. So I walk in the light, the beautiful light. I go where the dewdrops of mercy shine bright. They shine all around me by day and by night. Finally, I see why Christ is the light of the world. It ain't Baptists, Pentecostals, Episcopalians, Methodists, churches of the living God. No. In order to stop doing so much and just be, one need not embrace Christ's religion anymore, but his divine abundant energy. And those spiritual eyes that have been comatose for years will open wide and put to rest every one of your fears. It's through those eyes I look at life and praise God I finally see. His amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. My spiritual eyes were blind, but now I see. We about to go to church up in here. <laughs> wow. Wow. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um if I wasn't <laughs> if I wasn't hosting, my goodness. Mm. I have to hold my mute <laughs> till after the show. <laughs> oh, give me a, give me a second. Wow. Mm. Absolutely phenomenal. That uh, just made my made my baby leap. Mm. I was listening to that about order um, your steps, and I mean we prayed that uh, played that rather at the beginning of the show by uh, Donna McClucking about ordering our steps. Mm-hmm. And I thought how sovereign he is because even in your um, spoken word, I sense his presence. I sense the anointing because. Um, you allow him to break you. And that's where uh, the humility comes in, is that um, I, I hear that in 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 your voice. I hear that in your, your writing. I hear that in your spoken word, is that you can't get that kind of humility from the drugstore. You can't get that from um, just owning a Bible. You have to go through some brokenness. You have to go through something to get to that level of humility where um, the cracks in your life ooze out the presence of God. Um, you don't get that being on a pedestal and you don't get that having your head up in the clouds. You get that from humbling yourself before God and, and you get that because you realize that if it had not been for him, you wouldn't be here. That's that's the kind of praise that I hear coming from our uh, co-host Harriet Harrison today. It has absolutely been my pleasure uh, to have you on here, and I thank God for allowing me to find uh, this jewel. And um, most definitely, I um, want to have you back on 
as, you know, time would permit you to come back on as well and uh, continue to do some more uh, uh, spoken word and to continue to do, um, you say you make people laugh, so, you know, we can do some comedy if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> okay. um, you know, room for that because laughter is good for us. We need to laugh, uh, and um, that is... Um, you know, what the Word of God says, that we need to laugh. We need that um, because it's like moisture to our bones. You know, it's it's the, the bitterness and the brokenness that dries our bones out. And a lot of times we end up with arthritis and all these itises and everything because our bones have dried out, you know, and God is fulfilling his Word. His Word is even being fulfilled today, right now, um, as we are speaking because he says, you know, prophesy to the dry bones that they might live. And I know that I am living because he lives. And I know that based on what Harriet Harrison has shared today, that she's living because he lives. And we pray that you will live and know him and that you would embrace him in all that he is and all that he has to offer to you. He is not um, a light. He is the light of the world. And so many people are talking about lights and, and following this light and, and that light and, 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 and all of that, but there is only one light of the world, and it is Jesus Christ. And in him we live, move, and have our beings. So I want you to know that Jesus loves you. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you um so unconditionally that he died for you when we were yet enemies, you know. And, and it's, it's something to think about is that when we were enemies, he died for us. He didn't die for us because we were his friends or because we loved him. We were enemies when he died on the cross. We wanted nothing to do with him, those of us who were Gentiles, those of us who were afar off, and he brought us near um, we are adopted through the spirit of adoption whereby we call Abba, Father, Dear Daddy. You know, he has given us the right, the key to be sons. And sons don't just dream. Sons are doers of his word. And um, I was wondering why he had me looking at that, and that there is a definition that talks about being sons of God, you know, and, and being um, human beings, basically, in the New Testament, sons of God in the New Testament is referring to human beings who do God's will. Are you willing to do God's will? He says that if you would be willing and obedient, you would eat the good of the land. And you find that he wants us to be sons of God, that he is waiting for us to manifest. He's waiting for us to stop dreaming and meditating and seeking um, prophecies, but do something with what he's already told you. And, and, and things begin to unveil themselves to you as you go about doing the little bit that you do know. Because we all see in part and we all prophesy in part. But as you step out and you begin to do the little bit that you know to do, God will give you more. He's waiting on you. We're not waiting on him. So the sons of God are those human beings 
who are willing to do God's will. You can read up on it in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9. You can read up on it in Romans uh, chapter 8, verse 14 and verse 19. But above all else, being sons of God makes you a part of his divine counsel. His divine counsel is where he shares with us. That's where you become his friend. So you have to become a son of God before you can even move into being his friend. And when we are his friends, then he begins to share with us the mysteries that have been hidden, that have been concealed from the world. And in that, you find out that he wants you more. Someone has said, who is this? Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Harden R. has joined us. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I guess I said, still love it. Um, and he says, ask her for more. Believe me, she's full. Um, and Pendleton NFL says, it's always a blessing to hear you operating your gifts. Um, Harden R. says, I still love it. Ask her for more. Believe me, she's full. And it's... <laughs> Oh, they, do you have more that you want to share? Sure, why not? <laughs> okay, well, this um, I posted this to to um, the book's fan page on Facebook yesterday, and it's in the book, um, and it introduces that first chapter that talks about the ABCs of God, um, uh-huh. and it's called You Are. Because in a lot of ways, you know, I realized that a lot of my poetry was dealing with God. Um, but this is poetry. Journey. Yeah, this is po- this is poetry. Yeah, okay. um, but it deals with God's journey that He's taking me on. And this poem was more of okay, God, who who is this son who um, who you want me to follow? You know. And when I got a new revelation of who He was, that that just it just blew my mind. So that's where this poem comes from, and it came out of my prayer closet, but I put it in the book. And it's called You Are. Um, And it's from Psalms 138, verse 2. Lord, I bow before your holy temple. I give your name praise for your love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. I saw what I heard from your lips and your word in Psalm 138, verse 2. You have exalted your name and your word above all things. Your name is love and your word is faithfulness. My blessing comes when I fuse them with hope. So I refuse to just cope with issues that come my way when I have the King of kings and Lord of lords on my side this day. So I will say what you speak of yourself, that my wealth would not be of man's devices, but of heavenly stock that cannot demise. I no longer see you through my own eyes, but through those of our heavenly Father. You are his son in whom he is well pleased. You wrapped yourself in mutual exclusivity to prove that death, hell, and the grave had neither sting nor victory. You came to earth in a body where death was the wages of sin, yet you are the way, the truth, and the life. You became obedient to death on a cross, but you did so for the sake of your wife, the body of Christ. What manner of man is this whom even the wind and the waves obey? I want to say what he says with authority that my spiritual man will not see decay. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You created future, present, and past. You blast yourself into my tomorrow, which is your long-gone yesterday, to add your amen to my most sincere yea. Your ways are beyond my figuring out. 
You are the promise you help me possess. You are the shadow that gives me rest. Normally a shadow is just a reflection, an unreal image from an object's deflection, but yours is one of adequacy, so I chase after it like Peter Pan to sow the substance of your shadow to my spirit, man. You can do whatever you choose to me, through me. I'm available because your character is unassailable. Many millennia have passed, but your words were like rain. They came to water your people to return to you again. And when it wasn't enough to give seed to the sower, you made yourself lower than the angels you created to come down to earth in the form of a man whom those you left in charge absolutely hated. You liberated the captives to put them on the white course. You brought a sword, became violent, and took our inheritance back by force. Your white horse and robe dipped in blood have been both tried and proven. So I lift my hands to give your name praise because you are both the prologue and the conclusion. And the end of a thing is better than its beginning because of who you were on earth. You authored my entire story before my mother even gave me birth. You celebrated me and my filthiness when, my, when sin in my life was still a stir. You justified and glorified me when I was still a mess. So now I'll do just what you have done. Your name and your word I will always bless. Okay, y'all. <laughs> All right. This is the host, Patricia Adams Live. And um, I'm about to have a uh, a tear break. So uh, I apologize. <laughs> Woo! Jesus, thank you. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Um, we're going to have to pause for a minute, okay, because uh, my mule is not wanting to stay uh, posted. I'm just going to go to a brief break right now, okay? Um, you'll be listening to Speak to My Heart. Um, Harriet? Yes, ma'am. If you have another spoken word that you'd like to share um, while the music is playing in the background, uh, feel free. I will lower it for you if you'd like. Um, we uh, have oh, while the music is playing? If you want, I can, I can lower it uh, just so it will be in the background, but I, I need to take a praise break. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, I tell you, it's uh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to to be able to to serve God in, in, in this way. And, and I realize it's something that's unique, but it's it's my fault. Uh, <laughs> and um, there's a poem that he gave me. I don't know if I remember all the words. I'm only um, I've only ministered it once, but um, but it's called it's called words. I'm gonna go grab the words real quick from my from my binder. Speak to my heart, Holy Okay, hold on just a moment. I'm going to grab my
shall be. The words I are empty without my words Because in reality, I know exactly what to say the pickle ears infected with eczema and right. Add the steroid of a misapplied scripture to ease your earth's but those words were totally devoid of any true appealing to every idol erected in the heart of those who want to. Sorry, I'm confused with the music. <laughs> I'll start over. A wise old bird sat on an oak. The more he saw, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why aren't we like that wise old bird? Harriet. Yes. Picard, start over. Start over. Okay, I'm so, so sorry. I, I got a little bit confused with the music. I didn't know if I was on or not. <laughs> I had the music where you were getting the binder, and I was stopping it, but I'm, I'm serious. It's like the people in the uh, chat room are talking about crying, and I'm communicating to them. I'm crying, too. <laughs> oh, well, I'm crying, too. I'm serious, yeah. but every time, every time it comes out, it, every time it comes out, it's like I can yeah. get a flashback of what I was dealing with when I wrote it. You yeah, know, let me. I'm so. I'm sorry. So go ahead. Yeah, let me tell you what Harden R is saying. He said he, he's snapping. He yeah. says me crying. Uh, whoever Harden R is says snapping me is crying. Snapping me is crying, and I'm saying the host is crying. Um, Harden R says I know, girl. The word spoken in such a matter has that effect. Go on and worship. So I'm telling you, I had to, I had to just, <laughs> I had to just take a moment. Wow! So uh, the music has stopped, and uh, go ahead and start. We have um, Harriet Harrison on the air with us, and what's the title of this one, Harriet? This one's called Wordsmith, and I wrote it um, toward the end of last year. Is it called Wordsmith? Wordsmith, like somebody okay. that's really good with words. Yeah, I got um, you. But it's called Wordsmith, and I'm sorry? I said that you are. Take it away. <laughs> thank Take you. It thank you. To God be the glory. But um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it, come, it came from a place because I got really frustrated that, um, you know, certain people wanted to uh, take what I had and kind of pervert it to, to make themselves a prophet. Um, and I didn't appreciate that. So, um, and, and then other people, they would hear, you know, what, what I was saying, and then they wanted to make me Jesus, and, and that's not who I am. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just me, and I'm using what God gave me to help other people, but I want to lead people to him. I don't want to lead people to me, you know, because I don't have it all together. Um, but that's what, where this, this poem came from. And it says, um, a wise old owl sat on an oak. The more he saw, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why aren't we like that wise old bird? Me? I'm a wordsmith. The etymology of the life you now see cannot be found in Latin, Hebrew, Old English, or Greek. The words I speak are empty without my origin speaking through me. Because in reality, I know exactly what to say to tickle ears infected with eczema and psoriasis, add the steroid of a misapplied scripture to ease your urge to scratch, but those words are formless and void of any true healing, appealing to every idol erected in the heart that seeks man's approval, whether cars, houses, or good feelings, and be smooth with it by telling you I'm keeping it real. Feel me, I'm a wordsmith 
with thoughts and words for days. How canst I impress thou? Let me count the ways. I can weave a phrase like no other and have you tripping off how deep I am. But in reality, all my monosyllabic form is void of validity, if not tempered by the Holy Spirit. I'd rather just be quiet if that's the case. Instead of facing a trail of logic before your five senses that would make you salivate for a taste of the thought process from whence it originated, in a state of awe desecrated, you fail to realize you've been baited, thinking the process came from an inner abyss. But if I'm honest, the ocean presented is really a cesspool, a retention pond, a bonding of an addiction to knowledge that caused hydrocephalus, puffing my head up with flavorless, odorless gas, amassing a species spurious fraudulent exchange, mentally deranged and self-deluded for pontificating on profit gained only if the Lord is excluded. Trading eternal glory for an ephemeral, cliched adage and image, I could take you on a journey, bind your cerebral synapses to a gurney, and make you think I'm the real game when I'm nothing but a scrimmage. Taking a senseless pilgrimage to mindless entertainment, and if you don't have discernment, I can pass that knowledge off as genuine anointing. I could bring it as a wordsmith with friends, fortune, and fame galore, whoring after more, turning my brain into a pus-oozing open sore instead of using it to glorify my king, extinguishing the only flame that burns without consuming, all for a fleeting moment in the spotlight. Taking flights of fancy, flaunting frivolous facts, feigning freedom for a facade of flirtatious freaking foolishness. Let's be real here. For every gift, there is a specific challenge and temptation to sin that must be confessed. But this wordsmith is no longer obsessed with dressing up intellect as spiritual prowess. So instead of stressing you with vernacular from a college entry standardized test, I lay the pressure of always trying to be what I already am at the poorly pedicured feet of the only one who has taken a seat beside himself. That's something I cannot do. His toes weren't immaculately done, but the nails that injured him for me went through. I'm telling you, his presence makes me stand in awe and wonder and just behold. Boldly rejecting the image so the truth of God will unfold and emerge. Resist the urge to give you a random Facebook or elevator word to masticate on. That's a right I haven't earned. I cannot allow strange fire to escape from my lips. I refuse to pimp the Holy Ghost and get burned. I've learned to hold my tongue so I can hear his still, small voice. My choice is to gain incorruptible treasure that's golden. No disguising his grace for smoke and mirrors. His voice has become clearer as I listen with excellence rather than just being well-spoken. A token of wisdom from that wise old bird has got me permanently broken. So this wordsmith, whose origin is neither Latin, Hebrew, Old English, or Greek, is a person who is desperately seeking to revel in his presence, love personified that repels and vanquishes every inner devil. So I increase the volume of God's glory to the highest decibel in silence. Hello? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> so that that came from a very frustrating place because I was like, I'm, I don't want to be... Uh, the the a superstar. I just want to be used. 
that's it. I just I just want to be who he called me to be. So I don't have to have the spotlight. I, I really don't. Um, but what I what I do have to have is is yeah. brokenness and humility like, before the Lord. Is 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 the people who don't have to have it that God is going to give it to, and I believe that God is going to give you the spotlight because um, you said that you've been permanently broken, and that's that's the key. That's the key, is that um, brokenness is um, something that has to be permanent. It's it's like um, Jacob uh, wrestling with the angel and uh, walking away with the lamp. It costs you something. Brokenness, permanent brokenness costs you something, and uh, there is definitely always going to be a sign of that brokenness Um when it's permanent, you know, when it's superficial, when it's temporary, when it's pimped, um, when it's polluted, when it's um, just, <laughs> when it's phony, when it's fake, you know, uh, that uh, that's like having uh, the glory cloud being like Linus, you know, everywhere you go, you got this little dust cloud uh, following over you. That's that's not <laughs> Linus, that in the peanut. Yeah, for yeah. Have this little dust cloud following, you know, over you. It's not that. It's not that at all. But when you have that permanent brokenness, is that cloud is waiting on you. You know, so it's like wherever you go, the cloud is waiting on you. It's not following you. It's making your way plain. It's in front of you. It's not a dusty cloud. So I um. People will tell you, you know, um, we got, I'm sorry, we got 12 minutes <laughs> remaining in the broadcast. And um, we have a caller on the air. And uh, caller um, 850, I am going to come to you. And if you have any comments or questions for Harriet, um, we will take them at this time. Is that okay, Harriet? That's fine. Hello, caller eight five zero. Hey, okay. Hey, Renee. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to thank Miss Adams for allowing you to just um, because we have not, I have not heard the wordsmith, and it feels like years, and it still makes Maya cry. <laughs> and I just. I just want to thank you, Miss Adams, for letting her share and, and share the word that God has given her. And, Harriet, I am so, so, so very proud of you. And, you know, from humble beginnings to where you are now, this is just an awesome testament of what God has done in your life and will continue to do. And congratulations, babe. I love you. Thank you, Renee. I love you, too. All right. I'll talk to you later. Talk thank to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Harriet? Yes. Girl. That's girl. <laughs> Renee, um, she, she and I were fishing together in Florida, and mm-hmm. uh, and we went to church together, and we both went through ministry school together, and we lived together for a time. Boy, that's my girl. She knows, like, everything that I say about all the stuff I messed up with, she was there. <laughs> so, Wow. Thanks, Renee. I love you. Wow. <laughs> what a phenomenal uh, gift 
you are to the body, uh, most definitely. Um, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing um, what God has done in your life. So I um, just want to say so much thank you again for coming on the air. Um, I I need a praise break, so I'm going to have to wait 10 minutes for that praise break because we have 10 minutes remaining on the air. And I want you once again to let people know how to get your book um, and the title of your book and also uh, where they can follow you at on your blog spot, um, how they can reach you by email, and also um, to purchase the uh, the ebook if they'd like to download it for Kindle or I believe it's also um, applicable for iPhone. Okay? So go uh, listen and take down the information that uh, Harriet is sharing with you on how you can um, get a copy of her book and get in contact with her for any additional uh, follow-up. Okay. Yes, well, the name of the book is called Who Are You? Understanding Your Identity in Jesus Christ. And uh, it can be purchased at HTTPS colon backslash backslash www dot create space that's c r e a t e s p a c e dot com backslash three four three zero zero one two once again that's https colon backslash backslash www dot create space dot com backslash three Four three zero zero one two, and as you notice, the S is on the HTTP because it is a secure website, and um, your information will not uh, be placed out, you know, for some random person around the world to steal your identity, um, which is what we're trying to protect and get you back to. Um, you can contact me, Harriet Hairston, at uh, Harriet underscore Hairston at Yahoo dot com. Um, that's H-A-R-R-I-E-T underscore H-A-I-R-S-T-O-N at yahoo.com. And um, you can also follow me on my blog at Harriet hyphen, can she say that, dot blogspot.com. That's Harriet hyphen, can she say that, dot blogspot.com. Also, every Tuesday and every Friday, an article features on Black and Married with Kids, and that's uh, blackandmarriedwithkids.com. Um, and so if you'd like to read any of my articles or any of the articles of um, of my peers, um, you can certainly go to blackandmarriedwithkids.com and get a cornucopia of good, um, wholesome information. And you can also contact me under my government name on facebook.com. And um, who are you? The book also has a fan page on Facebook. So I would love to hear from you. Uh, Renee, Felicia, thank you so much for, um, for tuning in. Tell everybody about it. Uh, Renee, tell Pastor Bolden I said hello. Um, and uh, I'm, I hope that you all have enjoyed uh, the ministry today because it has very little to do with us getting on a, a personal stage and showcasing um empty talents, but it's all about glorifying Jesus Christ in our lives. And um, if if this show glorified Jesus Christ in a unique way, this is the real deal, Holy Field. This, this has nothing to do with 
uh, church antics or religion, but this has everything to do with a real relationship with Jesus Christ. So we just thank you. And uh, I also want to tell my husband, who loves me especially different from my hair follicle to my toenail, I just want to tell him how much I love him and how much um, I thank God that he chose me um, to be his good thing. And my son, um, Emmanuel and Tremont Harrison, and my mommy, Harriet Williams. Yes, I'm named after my mommy. And my brother, Aaron J. Williams, who is stationed in Delaware and is probably snowed in right now. And um, and just everybody. I love all of you all, whether I met you or not, um, because uh, I love you with the love of Christ. And uh, Patricia, my gratitude. I remember when you first asked me to um, do the radio show with you, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, wow. <laughs> And uh, and I still feel the same way. I'm so excited. I feel like um, I feel like it's the first day of school or something. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed um, this time for the listeners. And Patricia, thank you so much. I'm so humbled and uh, I'm so grateful to God for making this kingdom connection between you and I. Amen. 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 Um, I. Um have a surprise for you later. So, but I definitely would like to have you on the air again. But um, God um, had me do something overnight, and um, I need to talk to you about it and uh, see where your spirit stands with that. But um, I want you all to know that you will be hopefully hearing more from Harriet uh, through Patricia Adams Live and through the um, other venues that God is, Um, expanding as we go forth and do the will of the Father as sons of God. I want to once again thank you for being on the air with KPAL Patricia Adams Live on the blogtalkradio.com platform. Um, Please avail yourself of my website at www.oneheartseries.com and additionally follow the links that are on my show page as well for information about what I'm doing and how you can get in touch with me um, as well. And I want you to know that above all else that he loves you. He loves you so thoroughly, so conditionally, so long that the height, breadth, and depth and length of him not be comprehended. That's how deep and how wide and how high and expansive his love is uh, for you, is that there is no place that you can go. David says, if I make my bed in hell, that he's there with me. So I invite you today, or whenever you tune into this broadcast, to accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. Just a simple prayer. Just ask him to come into your life and be the Lord and Savior of your life and to thank him for dying for your sins, and to thank him above all else that he loved you enough to die just for you. And he will accept you right where you are and begin to show you who you are. And as he begins to show you who you are, please avail yourself of the tools of this great woman of God that God has sent to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I hope that you will do the same for me as well. And I want to thank you once again um, for... This technology that you have 
placed into our hands, Father, so that we could come outside of the four walls of the church and share Christ in what way Christ wants to share. So we thank God for having his way on the broadcast. We thank him for being sovereign, and we thank him for the increase because souls that will be saved uh, later in the broadcast, we thank him for those who will be restored later in the broadcast. So for all of you who have listened, who have joined in, who have been blessed, we want to thank you for being a part of this great day um, on Patricia Adams Live where our special guest co-host has been Harriet Harrison, and she is phenomenal. She's absolutely phenomenal. So Harriet, as we close out the broadcast, um, do you have any parting words that you'd still like to say? to the audience. Well, I really would appreciate it if you would purchase my book from createspace.com, not just because um, I'll get a profit from it, but because I really believe that it's the kind of book that will change your life. And a matter of fact, when I wrote the first chapter, I left it for almost a year, and I came back and read it, and it changed my And that's how powerful the words that God gave me to write are their their life and they're full of spirit. So um, I pray that that um, when you purchase it, that it blesses you the same way that it has blessed me. And also, thank you so much, Patricia. We've got 60 seconds in the broadcast. Um, I want you to know that Pendleton uh, NFL says that they enjoyed listening today and they have to get something in place for you to come to Alabama. Okay, I know it's still in Montgomery. <laughs> Okay, all right, okay, that's a blessing, that's a blessing. Okay, um, Harriet, I'm going to uh, take us to um, In His Presence by Tiffany Contreras. We've got 36 seconds, and that will take us out of the broadcast. And once again, thank you for being on the air, KPAL, Patricia Adams, live today. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, too. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.